Before I start on the sermon this morning, you've kind of heard that next week we will be without masks. Please know that your deacon will be masked. The deacon is undergoing construction. <laughs> I don't know when I will be out of construction. I have shots. I've had both of them. I can prove that. But next week I'm expecting them not to have on masks, nor the priest, but your deacon will be masked. I notice my name is not on the prayer list. I need prayers. <laughs> Having said that, as our series of the fruit of the spirit winds down, our Christian education takes on new meaning. You see, we're leveling up. We're leveling up to walk in the Spirit with the Spirit. Week after week, we've been reminded of the attributes of a true growing Christian life. For the fruit of the Spirit is a physical manifestation of a Christian transformed life. When you accept God, you are a new person. You walk different. You talk different. You even have to let go of some of the people in your life. And you have to let go some of the things that could lead to addiction. You are a new person in God. Hard as it may be, we must break away from the nastiness of public discord. Those in our community and those in many of our churches. See, we're putting on new garments, those new garments of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, forbearance, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, I know many of us are working on that self-control part, but know that you are not alone. When I read those words, I envisioned Mary, Mary and the baby Jesus. Before laying the baby Jesus in the manger, we were told that she had strips of cloth that she lay on the baby. In my vision, I could see those strips of cloth with the words love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Gifts from God the Father. Now there is a conflict going on between our flesh and our spirit. Now last week, Father told us that flesh is not the skin. And that's a good thing because this skin gets us into a lot of trouble. So we know that it is about indeed our spirit. So we must stay strong and resist. And how do we resist? We stay strong in our baptismal covenant. Resist, resist the evil ones of the world, for there is still hope in this world. Now Jesus did say, abide in me and I in you. So in other words, we are in a relationship with Jesus. Therefore, we are in a relationship 
with the Father. Now, that means we're connected. We're connected by our faithfulness. And in that abide in me is a promise from God. That is a promise that I will remain with you <coughs> in your teaching. I will guide and comfort you. And if you need to be impressed, I suggest that you read a living testimony by visiting the book of Titus. But however, today's gospel, all today's gospel, it brings in mind children. You know what you do to the least of these? And I think we have a child represented and a woman. Now the child is getting intercession from the father, a believer. But I believe it is important that it was noted that the child is at least 12 years of age. I believe in our church at 12, we start to be confirmed. We start to be responsible for our faithfulness. We're now responsible for the rights and wrongs that we may do. So the father was there, a definitely, definitely faithful individual that had seen Jesus in the synagogue, had seen Jesus work, had seen the miracles already, but remember, this is rather new, and Jesus is growing into him, into who he will be. Now there's the woman. The woman for many, 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 many years has been hemorrhaging. Now her faith drew her to this crowd. Her faith has her singing, seeing in her mind, if I only can touch his clothes. If I can only touch him, I can touch the hem of his garment. And in her heart, she believed that she would be healed. Now, pushing as close as she could get to reach down to touch just the hem of his garment. And she did, and instantly she felt something. But she was not alone because she is in relationship with her faith that Jesus himself felt something. So much so that he said, who touched my clothes? And that motley crew that he runs around with said, who didn't touch you? This is a crowd. They're pressing in on you. But Jesus said, who touched me? See, when you're in relationship with the Father, don't think that you're being avoided or that you're not being noticed. She spoke up and told her story, told the whole story. Can you imagine Jesus standing there being patient, offering kindness and love? and hearing her story, a story that he possibly already knew, but hearing her tell her story after touching him. Now that must have been kind of a jolt for Jesus also, because it said that he felt it also. But again, growing into his own and not knowing his powers just yet, he felt something. 
Now it gets back to the child where the father has now been told, your daughter is dead. And Jesus overhears this. Please know it ain't over till God says it's over. And this was an opportunity for Jesus, for Jesus to do this miracle for the least, the least of these, the least of God's children. Be careful who you ask to pray for you. Be careful. The father was faithful. I'm reminded that when I'm with my daughter and granddaughter sometimes and I'm out talking to individuals, and when they leave, they have been known to say their spirit wasn't right. Hmm, their spirit wasn't right? You know that children are closer to Jesus. They are closer to the father than we are. Often we hear little ones say, I'm forgetting what God looked like, knowing that they had been at the foot of God. So God had an opportunity through his son to show the faithful what he could do. Always remember in your prayer that God himself has the last word. Now, Jesus was aware of a power that had gone from his body. And it had gone into the woman, and because of her faith, because she believed, he said, my sister, you are now healed. You see, the product of love, kindness, goodness comes from God. He raises up those that have fallen. You see, God is here for the people. He is here for his people. And he lives in the fruit of the Spirit. See, you aren't kind just because you think you're kind. You're kind, loving, and patient because you are a child of God. You might think that this is all about you. As I say to my granddaughter that we call Hollywood. Now you can figure out why we call her Hollywood. But I have to say to her often, this is not about you. No man is an island. This isn't about you. You have to know that you are in relationship with the Father. That is not easy to tell our teenagers because that's the opposite of what they think. Everything is about them. Now, if we actually practice and walk in the spirit, repentance is easy because it grows out of the fruit of the spirit. For the love of God is here. It is here for the taking. His kindness and his goodness abound in abundance. God wants his people to be free. He wants them to experience freedom. But first, we've got to love God. If we love God, then it's easy to love the others. You see, by nature, we think it's about us. It isn't. 
The world doesn't revolve around you, me, or my granddaughter. But we must learn to be servers, servers first and not takers. If we do follow the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, talk in the Spirit, and change our ways, we will then develop something called empathy. Won't be so hard to see that neighbor as a neighbor. It will be easier to convert that neighbor who used to be an enemy into a neighbor. If we have listened to the weeks of the words in the passages that talks about the spirit of the fruit. If we begin to live differently, you know, we do things such as we pray for peace. How about we just start being peaceful? Get up off our knees asking and start doing. What would happen tomorrow if we all just got up and tended to our business, took care of our business, loved each other? Well, I think there would be some job losses immediately. But we have the power. We have the power to do that. Let us not become bitter. Let us let go and let God. Let go and let God. Self-control, letting go, knowing that I am not in charge. Knowing that I don't have the last words. But trusting the two individuals in the gospel today trusted the Lord, and so did that 12-year-old. See, we are created to be good works and to walk in the Spirit. Extend your goodness. Start at home. Start in the pews. And let it spill out into the community. Let's put out fires. You see, we are in need of doing good works. So in closing, I would like to be remembered when my time has come to join my father as being a good person. We've heard that. When people die, they say, just say I've been a good person. I tried to do right. I just want to be remembered as a good person. So with that, I'm asking you, inviting you to join that army of God as we begin to go about producing the fruit of the Spirit. Amen?